Max Raiden. I am one half of your hosting team, Ryan Whedon. I'm the other half of your hosting team, Matt Fisher. Uh, we are exes who talk about movies now. Now. And uh, sometimes we talk about them with other people, i.e. today. <laughs> this is one of those instances. This, yeah. We have the Deadbeat Film Society here with us. What up? Hi. Thank you for having us be an instance. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I am Kevin. I am one half of your guesting team. <laughs> and I am Emily. I am the other half of your guesting team. And we are X roommates. X deadbeats. <laughs> Let's be honest, still deadbeats. <laughs> so you guys are a Seattle-based film podcasting duo or trio because you, you have like a producer. Not yeah. the producer. Mm-hmm. Not the producer. Who's also here. Yeah. Yes. Hi. We said be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a, a stark philosophical difference from us, where we have only gone on to the AFI Top 100, three movies, two instances, <laughs> ever. And while you, you guys make these classics, like, your repartee, like, that's yeah. what you primarily do. Yeah, I don't, I didn't, haven't seen a lot of movies, I don't really enjoy watching movies <laughs> as much as a lot of the people that I know and so it kind of came out of not having seen all of these films that everyone has seen mm-hmm. and wanting to learn about like why are they important like it does it fit up to my expectation or is it disappointing or maybe there's something in it that I can find um, significant that I didn't think was going to happen so mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm on the other side where I just love the art of cinema and movies, and I just became really obsessed when I was probably, like, in college. And so Emily and I always have these conversations, like, great philosophical conversations about politics and, like, the current world and art in general. And so I was like, let's kind of blend these together and use the art of cinema to talk about other things in a way. Are there any movies that you've watched that have been, like, surprising or that you've really enjoyed so far? Yes. Actually, Rocky. Oh, really? Yes. I had never seen any of the Rocky movies because of the obvious reasons. And I thought I was going to really hate it because I know about, like, the one with the blonde guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's like Rocky well. 8 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Rocky 4. And Sylvester Sloan is kind of just like a caricature of himself at this point. And I had no idea that it was, like, a really heartwarming story about, like, two awkward people who are trying to find their own identity. And I really liked that movie. And I did not think I was going to like it. Yeah, we usually joke around that, like... I am like, we got to do this movie. And I choose this, like, uh, whatever film it is. Like, let's say Rocky. And I'm like, this is going to be great. I really think that, you know, it's going to be different than you think. And then usually as we go through the conversation, like, I'm bringing forward this movie that I love. And as the conversation unfolds, like, I end up being like, you know, I actually think I hate this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And then Emily's like, I thought I was going to hate it, but I love it. (laughs) It's weird it always ends up that way. Yeah, Yeah, it does. And we've done some ones that... Either neither one of us have watched, or some of the ones where we purposely watch with the express intent of, like, what's going on here. One of the ones is Birth of a Nation. Oh, yeah. It's, like, this dubious film about, like... It's basically a superhero film about... the Save the world. Yeah, basically, yeah. Right. Uh, That was a a tough watch. A three-hour silent film of KKK. Yeah. 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 But it's important because it's propaganda that's, like, kind of influential, It's super long. Oh, really? really? Yeah, it's three hours long. Oh, God. That's a tough watch. like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Three-hour silent film about the KKK as superheroes. It's bad. There's a lot of blackface. It's just yeah. all Ooh. the things. Oh. Yikes. Yeah. 
So that one was tough. But can like you appreciate it like the same way that like people appreciate like Triumph of the Will, where it's like <laughs> yeah. still like the the craft of it was groundbreaking. Yeah. And... Well, we talked about that. It's like at the end of the day, I think our response was, "Who cares?" Right. Like, there's a ton of other films that also do that same thing. Do we need the first one? Mm-hmm. Does like the demo from a band really matter, or do we can <laughs> do we just like get the greatest hits? You sure. Know? Those, those totally. Hamburg tapes of the Beatles are the best. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to say, you know, since we're still talking about um, the AFI list and things like that, there, Matt, we recently did Tootsie, or mm. I guess. Oh my gosh, so did we. Did yeah. And we tootsed it. We were, <laughs> yeah, I tootsed. I, I did tootsed a little bit. We were talking about the episode. We both kind of, while we were talking about the movie, decided we didn't really think it was that great. And right. We, but Matt recently went back and listened to the episode, and you changed your mind based I, on our our talk. analysis. I'm like, you know, maybe we were too hard on that movie. <laughs> what? Like, Do you want to watch it again? <laughs> I mean, not particularly, but it's like I'd seen it once, and then like we did AFI Roulette, so it was like out of our hands. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and it landed on Tootsie. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> number sixty-nine. <laughs> Could have been Birth of a Nation. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, and watching it again, I was still kind of underwhelmed by it. I was like, I don't see why this needs to be on there. But when I listened to Ryan and I talk about it, I was like, no, this does seem like it deserves to be on the AFI. <laughs> Dude, you should go back and listen to our episode. If you thought you were I too did, hard I on did, it, I, we read that movie. Before recording it, like, I listened to your guys' episodes. Oh, yeah, okay. I was like, I need to bone up on this, on Tootsie. Uh, <laughs> and I listened to it, I was like, I'm done boning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all the info I need. Yeah. That's all I need. <laughs> Yeah, but, I believe we call it mansplaining the movie. <laughs> I really hated Tootsie. It was yeah, pretty bad. And now we just found out that Dustin Hoffman is a sexual predator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, to which we responded, not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting hard to pick movies that have no sexual predators in them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's almost like you're going to have to start funding movies by like actual filmmakers, <laughs> including women. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It's going to be tough. Uh, yeah, because we have Paradigm a Brian Singer shit. episode coming out soon. That, uh, <laughs> well, or has come out has already. Come out already. <laughs> yeah. In in a certain way, I mean, in similarly to like um, Birth of a Nation, like knowing what we know now, can you go back and watch a film like Superman Two or whatever, and, and like put new spin on it, and like n- with new oh. eyes say like what is really happening here, what was possibly happening behind the scenes, and like how does that affect like the filmmaking process and what ended up on screen mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. and uh it's a sucky thing to think about and analyze but it still could be kind of interesting it's almost like taking the industry as a whole and trying to like understand how that then affects the art that ended up on screen yeah, yeah. and it's really hard because you can do this with like all different types of art um like when you think about musicians like Gary Glitter or Michael Jackson like is it okay to contribute to these people's celebrity right they i mean it's and it's getting really difficult because the list is getting longer and so i'm curious to see how we progress wasn't that what the death of the author theory is about is this sort of like can you divorce the work from the person who created it because i loved bill cosby's comedy records as a kid like i listen to them all the time and like i have every one of his records and i'm like i just look at him and i shudder i'm like ah get him out of my house but like i like the jokes themselves and there's a comfort in like some of that stuff that 
now is almost impossible. I've got an article for you all to read. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a really good podcast called Strong Opinions Lucy Held, and it's like a feminist podcast, and I listened to an episode that they had about a woman who is a feminist that likes rap music, mm-hmm. and she was just talking about how like viscerally she's really connected to this music, and she understands that the lyrics are abhorrent and that they don't represent her personal beliefs, but like she's a person, and this is what she likes, and I thought that was really interesting yeah. to hear that point of view, because personally, I feel like... I have to keep it in check. Like, I don't want to support businesses and give them money if they're using the money to do things that I feel like are um, not so, good. So or... you don't want all those Chick-fil-A or the Hobby yeah, Lobby stuff? totally. That right. That's where we, we were at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's hard because I don't want to give money to these people that are just going to take it to do things that I don't consider are ethical things. But mm-hmm. then it's, there's also like a part of you that's like a person that likes what... Yeah, you like. You can't help what you like. Yeah, and I also grew up loving Bill Cosby. He was like mm. my number one favorite comedian. I haven't watched the Cosby Show since, but I mean, it was like a huge part of my growing up. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's an interesting it's thing tough. to think about. So what we're saying is illegally download all of this content and watch it in your own time and right. tell anyone about if it. If you can find like a site that's like held from like a woman or a person of color, you can illegally download it from them. Yeah. That would be really great. great. We support this one hundred percent. Survivors of abuse. <laughs> they should have like a legal downloading and say like, please support us because we're using the money to help yeah. survivors. <laughs> that are the cleanest like Bill Cosby you never saw it coming but like if Brian De Palma like you never hear about sexual assault from him even mm-hmm. though his movies are just various naked ladies walking David around. Lynch yeah. Or, yeah maybe he's not suppressing it he's just letting it out there yeah like, yeah. They're, they're, it's like they get all their aggressions out like you know inside the frame yeah. they don't like bring it into the real world I would like to take this opportunity to pivot to our movie that we that we are uh, nice. watched okay. for today. Seamless, okay. really. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we're, we're known for our smooth transitions over here. I was waiting for a fire pun, but <laughs> uh, so yeah, we watched Scorchy, new classic. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna say. Uh, okay. I I want to. I hesitate to put classic in the description <laughs> for it, but... More like ASIC, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's really seen this movie. <laughs> no, I mean, and if you Google it, it's like m- max three hits. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like one paragraph on yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes, there's one review. Entered by the director himself. <laughs> Great film! Good director! Very handsome. <laughs> Scorchy. Scorchy, yeah. Seattle ploitation. Yeah. Yes. That's what, so that's how it got on my radar, was that I, uh, I went to the Mohawk which is the Museum of History and Industry here, and uh, there was there's like this little area where they have movies that were filmed in Seattle. Oh, cool! And this was the one that I was like, "Holy shit! I have to see Scorchy <laughs> one of these days. This looks awesome." Yeah. Um, and this was the first time I'd ever seen it, actually. So you must have brought it up when we were recording The Shining with you guys. Yeah. yeah. So we went to go see They Live at the Ark Lodge in Columbia City here oh, in Seattle. Right. And they right. do this sort of, like, dark lodge where they show kind of cult films, like, on Thursdays mm-hmm. or something. And they sh- will show, before the movie you're watching, they'll show the trailers for the other movies that are coming down the line. And this was in the pipeline. And we were like, oh, my God, drop everything. We need to see this movie. Like, yeah. 12 seconds into it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. how do I not know about this? Yeah. And then, but like, we have like attention spans like a squirrel, and so we immediately forgot about it. <laughs> but so we missed it. 
And so we're so glad that we were able to talk about yeah. it. I went to Scarecrow to go rent this. Okay. Uh-huh. And there's a Blu-ray of this. <laughs> <laughs> so you can really see the, like, high-def nipples. <laughs> okay. Let's preface this by saying there is not a VHS or a DVD copy of this film in existence. Straight to Blu-ray. Straight to Blu-ray. <laughs> that rules so hard. Did they have any special features? Not a one. Not oh, even subtitles. Really? Oh, wow. So... I mean, gosh, yeah, so I guess technically this is my pick, but um, I'm glad you guys were game for it. So it's, we're following around Jackie. Her name's yeah. not even Scorchy. No. 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 Do they no even one utter Scorchy? Scorchy? Not one time. <laughs> okay. The word Scorchy does not come up. It's not a theme song. Too. It's yeah. no word. And, and, like, someone gets lit on fire once. It's yeah. not even, like, a thing. Yeah. Perfect opportunity for her to go, Scorchy. <laughs> she doesn't even say it. Well, the she version that I watched, it didn't even say Scorchy was the title of the movie. God, it said, like, cool. Ride with Death, like, during the opening credits. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. That doesn't make sense either. Are you sure you didn't buy a movie called Ride with Death? <laughs> no, like... I, I looked it up. Yeah, and it what was, was like, the plot of your Scorchy movie? was yeah. also like in parentheses, like ride with death. Ride with death. Oh, wow. Scorchy. Yeah. Did it start in Rome? That's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Well, because in the seventies, like the Italians ripped off a lot of like, like they ripped off like Dirty Harry and Death yeah. Wish, like sort of these like cops gone rogue sort of movies. And this feels like a ripoff of those Italian ripoffs yeah. of like American cop movies. <laughs> yeah. Because like, yeah, it starts out in Rome and a lot of the actors are Italian speaking English. And I'm like, you can tell that they were going to dub this like in English with like other people. And then they're just like, this is fine. <laughs> this will get us there. However they're saying it, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get that top American actress, Connie Stevens, yeah. involved. I think I read too that like the lady who plays the who actually plays the actress who has the house and stuff like mm-hmm. that, she was like a Miss It's Italy or a Miss like US uh, or I don't the know. One like, with Miss that, universe. That weird taxi jumping creature. The one with no, the, no, no, not, the not, not her. The one that was wears red and black. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The red and black. The one. Outfits, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her first outfit is so incredible. The red one? Yeah. With the yeah, tape I know about that. And yeah. Oh my god. With like this weird Swing. like Amazing. What is that? Holy smokes. It was so the fashion in this movie I think is like one reason that it's totally worth watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it makes it so Also Scorchy's apartment. Amazing. Yes, I have oh, that too. Yeah. Her couch, amazing. <laughs> the carpet, like, incredible. I saw that and I was like, I'm good with the wood paneling, but that couch has got to go. Oh my God, I'm so oh, into yeah. the couch. I no, love I the like weird, like, thin wood piece, uh, I don't know yeah. what it was, landscape painting. Yeah. yeah. Her couch. It was like on driftwood. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of movies that are filmed in Seattle, you can't really tell, or it's like they take place in Seattle, yeah. but like are obviously filmed someplace else. Like, Ten Things I Hate About You is not in Seattle. Mm. They uh, just get the Space Needle and they're like, we're good. Let's... Yeah, uh, the one I always complain about is the movie Battle in Seattle, where it's like there's a few exterior shots of Seattle, and then the rest is like very obviously Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, and that it always bothers me. This one like goes at length to like show you that oh it's my in God. Seattle. It's yeah, really it's Seattle. The best. Yeah. It's sort of distracting, though, because anytime there's a, a scene like out in the city... Which is a lot of the movie. I'm like, where is it? Where is there a street sign? What is that? What is that like? That's all I was thinking about for the majority of the movie. There's a scene early on when like somebody's dropping off the flight attendant dude at an apartment building. I was like, I know where that is, and I Google mapped it to make sure I was right, and I was. No way. 16th and Madison. That's awesome. That apartment building. Well, in the very beginning, they kind of show like uh, the Space Needle, like but from the Capitol Hill perspective over the freeway. Yeah. And I'm like. 
that's like five blocks from here. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, that's north of Denny on Melrose someplace. But did you notice there's like no buildings? The skyline yeah. is so yeah. different. Indeed. It was crazy. Yeah. There was like one. We were watching this and we kept trying to figure out like where things were and it was so hard because everything nowadays is just condos. Mm-hmm. And so it's impossible to tell like where it is now. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what made the chase scene so fun. Yeah. Like, when she gets no, totally. the, the, what is it? The it's a doom buggy. Is that what it is? Yeah. She rides up the stairs. That, that chase scene rivals the French connection. Dude, it's bullet. So it was good. like right in line with them. And it has geographical continuity. Like it makes sense. Does it in see, the I city. was wondering about that. I yeah. was like, could I actually like trace this? If somebody mapped this out, it would totally make sense. Like there was one part though that we noticed where she's driving in the space that we could see the kingdom behind her, which mm-hmm. is like our oh defunct God. stadium that they blew up. And then it flips around, and it's like from her perspective, looking forward, and the kingdom's also in front of her. <laughs> and like, until like two or three times, you're like, well, all right, that's, you know. the, but so far until that point, yeah. it was pretty accurate. I mean, there was definitely a couple things near the end when it was like the helicopter boat chase scene. It's like you could tell that the beginning of it was like filmed on some like overcast, cloudy morning, and then the mm. other end of it was on a bright, sunny like mm-hmm. summer afternoon. But yeah. geographically, that yeah. chase scene makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of like. Lake Union, they go all through yeah, downtown. They fly a helicopter under the Mont Lake Bridge. Yeah. yeah. Underneath yeah. it. And, and even like over the rest of the canal, because I was wondering if like yeah. the canal was around and the, the whole final scene was at Gasworks Park. Yeah. They yeah. go to the Yule Curiosity Shop. It's crazy Seattle, like old Seattle porn, basically. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy to see what's exactly the same. Like the monorail is exactly the same yeah, as right? it was. Except uh, for now it goes from like a mall to like an expensive museum. <laughs> when he, when the dude goes. gets on the monorail though, you can see that it says Nordstrom's. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like the old typeface. Yeah, it's so really incredible. Logo. Yeah, they gotta uh, bring that back. It's like a calculator watch typeface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, when they're uh, at the waterfront, like on the sound, you can see like the viaduct. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The viaduct and back on. I'm like, well, that hasn't changed one bit. Well, the one thing I noticed was. You can tell it's different because they're actually finding a parking space. Because down there it's like impossible now. And there's like, they took out a bunch of it for trains. Actually, you know, so he takes the monorail and he goes to the end of the monorail and there's like that carnival there. The fun the forest. forest. Yeah. Wait, are you guys from here? Or yeah, I, I, yeah. I was okay. born in Kirkland. Because like, I grew up here and so I remember as a kid going yeah. to that. I've only lived here for like three and a half years. Wait, so actually, yeah, does that make uh, this viewing of this any more different for you? Because like, we're all like, oh, this is different, this is blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, I guess a little bit just because the city's changed so much and a lot of the structures are visually so different. Like the mm-hmm. skyscrapers, instead of having these like two or three story buildings and... So, I mean, I it's probably not the same. And there's less solo wheels and, like, jerk-offs vaping. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. totally. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, the ferry terminal looks the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we recognize yeah. that for yeah. sure. Definitely. Yeah, has not so that changed. was cool. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, at the beginning when, uh, like, that thief is going into that dude's, like, Skyrise apartment, and they have Mount Rainier in the background, Yeah, yeah. I was like... I was racking my brain trying to figure out like where I was like. That's is the this... building on Sixteenth and Madison. Oh, is I'm okay. telling you. Okay. So the building that that she drops him off at and he goes into. That's the building that they film on the penthouse oh, of. We should go. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right across from the, from the co-op, work. the central co-op. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and there's that like weird guy with the squeegee who's like, "I was just washing your windows." Who's yeah. <laughs> like watching? You're like, wait, what? Why, why did you bring all that stuff up there? Why'd you pretend to be a window washer? He's like so random. Soap water in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's a really great scene. I love when, like, he suddenly we realize that that flight attendant guy knows, like, karate. No, he went straight for the nards. He was yeah. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, uh, we haven't even started with the plot of this movie. Yeah, so like, <laughs> let's go through it. So she's like, Jackie, Connie Stevens, is uh, an undercover cop. I was sort of drug cop. confused as to her motivation. She's like 2% a cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like it's just like all Which, those crime exploitation movies, like any movie starring Charles Bronson or Clint Eastwood made between like nineteen seventy one and eighty five. Yeah. Where like they're just fast and loose with the chief's rules and mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just what she's doing. But the girl version, which means she has a lot of sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she only had sex once in the movie. She just talks about weird. it a lot. She, nobody took her up on an offer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> on the poster it says She's killed a man, been shot at, and made love twice already this evening. Dot, dot, dot. And the evening isn't over yet. <laughs> but she only does it once. Oh, and no, it turns like, out that's all she does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but she, she talks about it. She's got a oh, rep yeah. going that she wants to keep going, it seems like. She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm the sexy one. <laughs> and, then, and then the one time she does, it's like utilitarian, right? She's like, I've got to like, totally. keep this guy busy <laughs> until they can like get the plane. So it's like, it's so she's true. like working when she's doing it. <laughs> Well, Connie Stevens was sort of like a clean-cut, like, wholesome singer in, like, the early 60s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have we all seen uh, Mulholland Drive? Yes. Oh. We were actually talking about that. Okay. Yeah. So the Before song, came over. Uh, 16 Reasons, when, like, Naomi Watts, like, goes to the movie oh, set. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's a Connie Stevens song. Like, she's not okay. the one singing it, obviously. But, like, that's the type of pop music that she used to do. Right. Like, the early 60s, before it became unfashionable. So, yeah, she probably, I don't know, she probably wasn't crazy about know being a 40 year old trying to be like a sex bomb yeah so they couldn't make it too salacious I feel but she like. looks great yeah. she looks pretty good yeah, yeah. she is yeah. wearing Minus a the lot eyeliner. of makeup which <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna hate I mean like do your thing I was uh-huh. into it but <laughs> I was feeling that I was it's feeling like Tiny Faye Baker though levels yeah of... and <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it's like it's hey someone even... else got a thing alright <laughs> it's not even an eyeliner it's like the mascara on the lower eyelashes yeah. is like yeah. really thick <laughs> no and she had like white yeah it's like her concealer is like yeah. not the right color and so it's like extra light yeah. But she looked great. <laughs> but she, I, I she did, did the math. She's 38. Okay, okay. That's what's up. Okay. I mean, that's only a year older than me. Throwing it out there. <laughs> but you're pulling off the eyeliner quite well. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your concealer blends quite well, yeah, I well, must say. I, I tend to put it on like a football player, just kind of like, big, wide <laughs> Yeah, yeah okay. That's the way it all. Yeah, yeah, okay, great, okay. So there's a point when Connie Stevens, I mean, Connie Stevens gets naked quite a, a few times in this movie, yeah. but there's one time where she's like, she dives into the sound, I'm guessing that is, and just oh, like, yeah. she's swimming like, oh, la, 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 and then like, she starts doing the backstroke, but then like, spreading her legs in a weird way, so it's yeah. just like, that whole area is just being obscured by water. Yeah. Water and the poor quality of the video that we yeah, watched on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I love that it was like, you could tell they just had this scene and then they didn't check to whether or not she could actually swim. And so she's like doing the stroke she knows how to do. What is she, everyone behind the scenes like, what is she doing? Is this the It's butterfly? awkward. It's what kind of happening? awkward, yeah. She gets in the water. She runs like a giddy schoolgirl yeah, into the water. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and then throws off her bra like into the water. Yeah, but she doesn't need it ever. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere. 
Like that yeah. shower scene was so hard to watch. Like it looked no. like the water was a thousand degrees. It was yeah. like hurting her skin. <laughs> and oh, she was like yeah. trying so hard not to get her hair wet. Oh, yeah. And it goes on for, for it was really quite a long, long time. Not long enough, if you ask me. In <laughs> <laughs> a ninety-nine minute movie, it took up nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the scene with the helicopter was like a full ten minutes. That was oh yeah. Long. It was like they showed every second of the footage that they shot. I was wondering how they did it because it's like, is she really flying the helicopter? No, because it's well, it's being filmed like, the, like you know, sometimes you see helicopters there's like two people and like two sticks like yeah. be driving it, but the person that's filming her would be in the seat that would be driving the helicopter. Yeah. So I was like, hey, who's flying this thing? <laughs> it really seemed like she was. I agree, and I wonder, and I was just assuming that maybe it was like a remote control. Or something that was like attached to a crane, and so oh, that's they could just kind of make it look. Is that a thing? Yeah, I mean, like when was Jaws seventy three oh, okay. or that's something? Fair. And they had like mm-hmm. a fair amount of robotics at that point, I assume. I don't know, but, but for sure you had this amazing chasing in the cars, and then they were like, "Ah, it was too good. Let's ruin it with this terrible <laughs> long like helicopter chasing boat in like a really." practical, realistic way, where it's like, he's just, like, trying to get away from her, and she's trying to catch him. You're like, yeah, right, I was this gonna say, if you're good. running away on a boat, your options are pretty limited. Yeah. Like, you got a circumference that you can a go lake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't get the scene of him, like, stopping at the Ballard Locks, waiting for them That's to, like, right. up, <laughs> yeah. and the helicopter's just floating over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, if, if, if it's a boat chasing a helicopter, it's not like she was shooting at him. Yeah, like but she how did she why wasn't on, she? How, how, what was her her end game here? Like, what, <laughs> what was she gonna do if she caught him? Yeah, I like, also don't understand because the helicopter in like the first ten minutes of the movie, she's like next to the guy that has the drugs, and you're like, okay, she can easily that's right nail them. Yeah, but then fifteen minutes later, she's like talking to her boss about how she wants to get the bigger operation, and I was like, okay, continuity with the plot. Okay, they're like teaching us about why she didn't already catch him but then she just ends up killing all of the drug smugglers <laughs> all of like, if your if your goal was to kill all the drug smugglers why didn't you just do it in the airport in the beginning of the movie um, yeah I guess she thought she could get to the top and then she realizes no I can't I'm going down in a place of glory <laughs> oh my god what a metaphor for women in the workplace yeah <laughs> yeah it's See the <laughs> If I can't break this glass ceiling, everyone's coming down with me. Right. I'm going to break it and the shards will kill us all. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But definitely there was times throughout the entire film where Emily and I just kept being like, this could be over. Like, she could close the case right now. <laughs> she has the drugs. Like, the very beginning of the film where we're still in Italy or, like, we just got back and it's going through customs. And, like, she could just close the case now. She explains to her boss. Okay, fine. Then the next scene, the main boss guy like enlists her to fly the drugs or yeah. something so like okay you have him telling you that he has drugs and he's going to pay you to fly them there case closed there like yeah. you will have the drugs in your possession she has them in her extra... apartment in a yeah. Buddha she for a literally does. yeah, yeah. and she like, she you... talks to the police chief on the phone chief alan and the stuff are here with me at my place she has the drugs, but that's not good enough for her. Yeah. She's got to get the big man. But she didn't. She just ended up killing everybody. Uh, well, I mean, he's dead. That's fair. You know, <laughs> fine fine with me. <laughs> now that we're talking about it, why did they, why did the police like pretend that her plane was getting worked on? Now that I remember, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, that was pretend. So she could bone. I think, I think she kind of like slipped that guy a 20 and was like, 
let me get a few minutes with this I think, cute young I, guy. I think about, like, wasn't she supposed to fly it alone, and then she was going to be like, now nah, we'll have him. But then like, he, the, the main guy was like, we're going to send you with this dude, and she's... And then, like, that threw a monkey wrench in the plans? I really don't remember. I thought the plane was really broken. Oh. No, I was, brought this up to you. I didn't understand it was It was being either. worked on by one of the, like, undercover cops who were following oh. around. Yeah, I knew that it was the same guy. But, like, so I, I assumed that it was, like, somehow faked, and it was, like, a way to kind of ground the plane so that they could all come in and then, like, I feel like you're reading into this movie more than it was <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm with you. I think so, too. And then... I feel like she, there was a scene where she talked to him and was like, no, this kid that I'm with doesn't know anything about this. He's not involved. Oh. So, like, her and the kid had the drugs at her place, but she's like, you don't want to get this now. We're going to send it to the big boss on, like, the San Juan Islands tomorrow, so let's all just meet there tomorrow. Okay. Wait, but wasn't like, the kid the you. brother of the woman that was involved in it? Yes, but he wasn't involved. Like, he didn't know anything about it. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But he's the one who knew karate, right? That was the flight. Yeah. 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 The mark of a good story is when you have to have three friends explain it to you and you <laughs> still don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, there was, like, I don't know if I, like, checked out for, like, moments, but, like, I would, like, get back into it. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do they not like each other again all of a sudden? Uh, yeah. yeah. Definitely, a- like, the first 20 minutes, there's, like, four plots kind of going. and like Yeah, this movie had 100% more plot than it really <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. But also and no plot characters. at all. Yeah, like, yeah. this could have done with just, like, simple drug smuggling, like, no double-crossing, like, no undercover agent. Yeah. And, like, if you just kept, like, the boobs and, like, pl- like the chase scenes, like, <laughs> yeah. you still would have the same movie. And if you have yeah. to get rid of one of them, let's get rid of the chase scenes. <laughs> <laughs> So amazing. I feel like Scorchy's gonna be in the news. I mean Jackie's gonna be in the news a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that there's no way that chase scene didn't make, you know, the nine o'clock news. Yeah, that's what I'm and then too. Like, later there's like that shootout, you know, at the at the at, when they try to do the sting operation or whatever at the end on the island yeah. house and it's like yeah, yeah. this is also gonna make the news. A lot of cops are dying. <laughs> yeah. like, you know? Yeah. Like, I just feel like all this over 22 packets of heroin is yeah. what they, they kept saying. That she's had in her possession for 90% of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Immediately, I was sort of confused because she had, like, a black wig on. Yes. <laughs> you forgot to disguise the best part. It, it she's the in the plane. With the huge hat? This massive that? black wig. She sticks out like a sore thumb. And she's, like, <laughs> kind of putting her hat over her eye, like, don't look at me. Like, you're so conspicuous. She's, like, dressed in gold lame <laughs> with a huge top hat and this big... Fla- Full face of makeup. Yeah. yeah. We were watching Don't it. look at me. And, the it like, the camera's, like, panning and it shows, like, the fake priest guy and then, like, goes through the rest of the seats and she's in the corner and Kevin was like, guess we're going to scorch you. <laughs> we also noticed in the beginning there's a lot of scenes where they're in a car and two people are having a dialogue but they're clearly not in the same car. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same car but they're not in it at the same time. Like, the way that the camera films from, like, the left and the right is... Yeah, doesn't match up. There was yeah. a couple like shot reverse shots from like I think these were from like two different days. <laughs> there's one where like Jackie Connie Stevens is talking to like the one with like the taxidermed hyena, and she's looking like almost directly at the camera, almost breaking fourth wall, and then she turns around and starts walking away and is still talking, and then turns around and comes back. I'm like. 
whoa, <laughs> who blocked that scene? Yeah. <laughs> that, that is not how you're supposed to do these like single take over the yeah. shoulder thing. They were like, well, we can't afford to shoot it again. So yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. it had to do. You got all the lines in. So <laughs> there's another part where she's talking to the Italian guy, and he's got this weird half smile, and he's kind of nodding, but he might be angry. And we're like. He has no idea what he's reacting to. Yeah. But they're like, just, you know, yes, no, maybe so, the scene. And he's like, what? Yeah. Some of those, like, Italian actors, like, you could tell that this was, like, their first time speaking English. Yeah. And they are they were working on, like, nailing the accent and not on actually, like, delivering the lines. 100%. Yeah. It was like Tommy Wiseau delivering yes. lines. We kept saying yeah. that. It reminds us so much of the room in Tommy Wiseau. But... Like, going back to the, the, the talk, like, the cop scenes when they're kind of talking about her mm-hmm. it's like they they do sort of like give her a lot of like they do give her shit about like sleeping with people but they also kind of give her respect as a cop there's this weird sort of like she gets the job done and you better listen to her this is her thing you know and everybody's yeah. like all right you got it boss like it's you know Scorchy's deal and i was sort of like that's kind of empowering yeah i wish we had seen more of that yeah. there was a, a bit right toward the end where her co-worker i forget what the character was we learn in the last 10 minutes of the film that her dad was a cop and he got shot by a drug smuggler that's right oh i remember not yeah, yeah. that's her totally her motivation for the entire yeah. film and we're like wait why didn't we learn this out in the exact beginning of the movie so yeah. that we could have understood her character this is like watching death wish and finding out the end yeah that, like yeah. his yeah. wife and daughter were raped and killed yeah yeah i was like ah, and no. like also towards the end we see her sitting at her desk and we notice her name tag, she's a sergeant. Yeah. That's why everyone gives her respect and stuff because she's in charge. Oh, I totally There's only like see one that. person ahead of her. Exactly. The movie does not set it up. Oh, that I didn't way. see that. Yeah. But she's the sergeant. It's, like it's insane. Jackie, whatever. Sergeant yeah. Scorchy. Sergeant yeah. Scorchy. Wow. That should have been the name of the movie. Reporting yes. for duty. Her voice is amazing. It's like a higher pitched, like more childlike version of Dolly Parton. <laughs> And, like, her laugh is just a squeak. Oh, yeah. I love when, like, somebody accuses her of, like, you're probably just, like, getting laid over there in Rome. And, like, there's this reaction shot of her just going, ah! <laughs> There's a lot of, like, really raunchy one-liners. Like, right when we get introduced to the chief and she and he's, like, they're, they're talking about the mission and how she wants to extend it. And she's, like, You know something? You're one of the last of the good guys, Frank. But you need something. A good blowjob. I mean, is there no HR department? I know. <laughs> um, and then yeah, his response is... You're a fruitcake, you bitch. I think bitchy meant it's like a term of endearment, but fruitcake is a line. It's like, that's the it's crossing a line. It's crossing a line, yeah. Seattle in the 70s. It's a salty time. It's a different world. Yeah. It's very so. egalitarian. Everyone yeah. was on equal footing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> there is a couple of other lines where, like, her sexuality comes into question. Like, I think when somebody was like, oh, how was your trip to Italy? And she's like... I spent all my time posing as a dumpy waitress in a dumpy taverna surveying Carl. I didn't even have time to get laid once. That maybe that's like her taking charge of her sexuality okay. and like getting it out of the way. Like, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the cakes, guys. Yeah. You know, like that's, I don't know, like that's her like talking so, with the bros. I don't know. Does she actually fly planes on the side? I no, I don't think cover. so. Yeah, I okay. think it's her cover. Okay. Because like she had the plane. She owned the plane. She owned it? No, see, I, I like to believe that the police own the plane and like you, oh. that he's the, he was like part of the undercover team and... Maybe I just, like, connected it, but it's, like, her, like, apartment was on the water, right? 
Because like they yeah. would show South Lake Union and then they'd show the interior of her yeah. apartment. Yeah. So I just kind of assumed that like this like seaplane was hers. Yeah, I mean she was a sergeant, and the Seattle Police Department is uh, so corrupt that the federal government had to step in and tell them how to like manage their own department. <laughs> so I'm sure she got a couple of those. Some of the drug money maybe disappeared, and okay. all of a sudden, Scorchy's got a seaplane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, her talking about, like, doing flight... Because she actually borrowed a bunch of money from that one dude and didn't pay it back. Oh, right. But see, I thought that was, like, part of the case. It was, like, a way her? to get Oh, I thought it was involved. actually to buy that plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like to believe that it was, like, leverage to get her deeper in. <clears throat> and so that, like her character that she was playing undercover would have no like even though she didn't want to smuggle the drugs like she would have to do it for money because she's under him yeah wow that's playing several moves ahead (laughs) (laughs) i like to think scorchy is a smart thinker yeah apparently she's dimensional chess over there she had to make friends with that like actress woman and then she'd have to borrow (laughs) the money from the guy and then just like wait for him to come to her and be like i know like have him come up with the idea to have her be the mule for the drugs. Yeah. That's given like... the movie a lot of credit. <laughs> <laughs> really quickly, I just want to bring us down a little bit and go deeper into this if we're already going to go down the rabbit hole. We yeah. talked about like her sexuality and how she like has this like, can-do attitude mixed with like, if she's a sergeant, she's maybe like a go-getter and she's like using some of this like free sexuality sort of like aggressively antagonize some of her like fellow co-workers and then at the end we learn that her father was killed mm-hmm. and let's say her father was killed young when she was young i start to like get more of like a really bummer fleshed out character of yeah. like her acting out sexually to try and like she has daddy oh. issues and like there's there's like trying to become her father in a way or like like make him proud but also you know what i mean like there, there's like this like extremely psychologically broken character happening which the movie does not want to explore at all all. (laughs) but if we want to remake the film you could like make something actually interesting and um like psychologically deep happening here yeah do you think we collectively the five of us here could make a better scorchy for sure (laughs) casting let's casting ideas let's talk about the caveat that i love this movie (laughs) (laughs) i did want her to either be more competent or for us to see more of her competence as a cop Mm -hmm. or for her to be more manipulative with her sexuality Mm -hmm. like we kept joking that she was using her sexuality yeah (laughs) Yeah. like i either wanted to see more of that and And, and like jenna it just seemed like she got laid a lot with no actual yeah yeah yeah, like i wanted to be one or the other i either wanted her to be more deliberately manipulative or i wanted her to be like more aggressive and competent as a cop but she was kind of just like weird in the middle yeah because to me it just looked like she was doing a lot of random stuff until she got what she wanted. Like, it yeah. didn't seem like she was this, like, tactician and was, yeah. like, planning everything out. Oh, no, there was not a plan. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of seemed like, you're going to, like, smuggle these drugs for me. Okay. Like, yeah. you're also a cop. Oh, that's a sticky st- shit situation. Like, <laughs> oh, look, just... a dune buggy. <laughs> <laughs> but she drove like a boss. Like, yeah, she did. Yeah, she was cool. Like, through dark she alleyways. Yeah. There, so there was a couple times, and like maybe this wasn't in like the transfer that you guys saw, but it's like whoever the lighting director was on this should have been like gone day one. Because no, there was just there maybe was scenes... he was, and that's why it's so dark. <laughs> yeah, because there was just scenes where uh, I think it was when there was two people in a van, 
Like, you could not see her face yes. at all while she was She was, was kind of, like, to the side, too, and you could only see, like, a weird part of her side. Like, yeah. I, like, <laughs> she was, like, in the back of the van. I was like, what's she yeah, doing Yeah, she was taking off her pants, remember? <laughs> she's, like, laying down. She's like, well, I guess I'm going to go to sleep back here by myself. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and the guy was like, oh, uh, oh, uh, yes, That was I'm after sure. she ate the Canadian hot dog. He was like, I'm not sleeping with you. I saw what, what you What is the Canadian hot dog? <laughs> what is that? Hi. Hi, Jack. Coffee? Yeah, make it two. Let me have two Canadian dogs too, will you? Coming up. I Googled it and there's no, I it too. There's no answer. No, it's it was like types of, of hot dogs popular in Canada. And I was like, damn it. Listeners, if you know what a Canadian dog is, please. Please tell, tell us. us. It's probably just like ketchup lays with like whatever their brand of bacon Ooh, is. Wait, <laughs> what's the name of the, the chip that's like a barbecue seasoning that has all the flavors? It's like that. Yeah, or like yeah. poutine. Poutine, on top yeah. Of yeah, some cheese curds oh, and gravy. Yeah. I was trying to like see what it was that she had in her hands, but they don't really show it. No, and she even says it. She's like, Frank, do you think you can handle a Canadian dog this early in the morning? Coffee and a Canadian dog? I don't want to be in the back of a van with scorching. And she's wearing all white the whole movie. Yeah! It's not going to end well. Like, Jesus, I think we Sarge. know why it's called scorching. <laughs> Jesus, Sarge, I gotta crack a window here. <laughs> she immediately goes into, like, a lot of running, crouching, chasing. And she falls into the bush. And then we get a lot of, like, the drug smugglers for a while. And they're like, whoa, what was Scorchy doing over in the bushes? What if that was the running gag instead of her sexuality? It's like, oh, do you need another Canadian dog, Sarge? Oh, man. That would be so great. Okay, so our Scorchy is definitely going to have that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I also really wanted the theme song to be like when Garth and Wayne's world is like, bum, bum, bam, bum, bum, bam, bam, uh, bam, scorching. Baby. <laughs> uh, the Foxy Baby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and that's con- uh, consistent because Jimi Hendrix was from Seattle, so yes. there you go. Yeah. Okay, our movie is going to be so good. This is good. coming together pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to play Scorchy? I think we should keep it thematically similar. Who's a washed-up pop star from like twelve years ago? Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. Good point. The, okay, yeah. Oh, I went with Britney. She already did that role in Canyons. Oh right, 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 right. So she's she's a little boned out at this point. Right, right. Uh, you're on Britney the right Spears. Track. I like what you're saying. Christina thinking. Aguilera. Jessica Simpson. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, not bad. But she's, she's got big hair. Yeah. No, yeah. and we have not remembered her for a while. No. Of all of the <laughs> pop stars who are ready to get down on a Canadian dog, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, do you think they're made of real dogs? <laughs> <laughs> so the ending. She does die, she which was a little unexpected. We don't know. We didn't see her I guess she was shot twice in the abdomen. Like it's in the gross. cervix. As, as Cameron said, ooh, right in the baby maker. <laughs> yeah. She's like, thank God. Now I don't have to worry about getting pregnant. <laughs> just keep having the pregnant. Like, she she should have just quit talking. It's like, this saves on my hysterectomy. And like, <laughs> shot <Yeah. laughs> Like, she jumps there you up go. a little bit, so it hits her in the right spot. <laughs> But she takes down the bad guy with her, fill up, and then shoots him, and then it's like freeze frame, and, and all credits. of us are like, "Is it? Is it frozen? <laughs> is it over?" And you just hear this really loud sigh. <sighs> and then that's the movie. I, I want to interview Connie Stevens just 
for insight as to the making of this movie. Like, I want to know why they chose Seattle because it seems yeah. like a weird, yeah. pretty arbitrary. Yeah, there are no flights from direct flights from Rome to Seattle. By the <laughs> yeah. way, I looked that up as well. Especially not in '76. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could tell there's like no parking garage or anything. They're just like hanging out at the airport. Like, although SeaTac still it. looks the same. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was. Noticing. Uh, that was you think crazy. she really jumped off the ferry terminal, or is that a stunt double? That there was a couple times where like you could tell that they just put a big blonde wig on someone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's too, I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I would I would not be comfortable jumping off no. the ferry terminal. Why? Yeah. I'm afraid of big bodies of water. Really? That's mm. fair. All of there them? are sharks around. Also heights. There are not sharks <laughs> in the Puget Sound. <laughs> There's killer whales. I'm afraid of giant oh, yeah. octopi. They're not called friendly whales, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They got a taste for heroin. <laughs> <laughs> 22 packets, whatever that is. Yeah, but all packets. the packets are different sizes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's like, no standard measurement. I mean, I'm drug. not an, an expert in <laughs> drug smuggling containers, but I feel like you would want them to be consistent so that you could divide it up easier. And they were all different sizes. Yeah. yeah. I also feel like their plan would not make it through any sort of customs department in any developed nation. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure heroin's one of the things that they check for at customs points. <laughs> well, they put it in such a weirdo object and they're like, what was this? Coyote? Nah, it's a dingo. Ah, there's a hyena, sir. And then the argument starts and then like, boss comes over and is like, God damn it, we got stuff piling up. Just put it in the crate and get it moving. <laughs> Let's keep that for uh, Scorchy 2020. Yeah. Can we integrate Amazon somehow into for that? For sure. Oh, yeah. Well, that's who the villain's going to be. Yeah, oh, for sure. yeah. It's Jeff Bezos, who's been yeah. importing heroin the whole time. <laughs> Just comes out of his like, We'll like, really name it like yeah. Alexa. Simon says, Scorchy. Yeah. And then we'll get tons of money to make yeah. it. <laughs> I did like how much they showed Seattle because there are other movies from this time period even like if you ever saw Cinderella Liberty with uh, James Caan I've never even heard of this he's like a sailor on like shore leave in nice. Seattle and okay. it's like you have to Scorchy's gonna be in that one too <laughs> even though that one's filmed here like, yeah. you have to look for it. this one like if no one told me this took place in Seattle I would know fairly quickly yeah and even like know, Frasier which is like probably the most oh. obvious like thing that's in Seattle you know, everyone knows it's like one shot of the space and that's it well I you can watching... see it from his apartment he yeah. has the, the impossible view that's like the space needle against lives, all the downtown he lives buildings. in Cary Park basically <laughs> yeah, that's where yeah. his apartment is <laughs> yeah uh, I'm gonna reiterate my previous stance that I hesitate to put the term classic on this movie <laughs> oh it's classic yeah. yeah I am glad that I watched it though it was pretty enjoyable I loved it I enjoyed it too I wonder if it would uh, translate to people not in the Seattle area. For sure. Yeah. Enjoyment, yeah? So. All right. Well. I can't wait till our remake comes out. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. We really, like, this is a movie that we wouldn't, like you mentioned, we wouldn't necessarily do this on our podcast. Like, we try to do important films, and Scorchy, like, does not fit that criteria <laughs> at all. Yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I feel yeah, like... There's when, still time. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was one review on Rotten Tomatoes, but then if you Google it, you can find another site that has, like, two or three reviews, and every one of the people was like, this movie is unbelievable, like, it's horrible, the acting is really bad, but I loved it because I'm from Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> single person. I think yeah. that sums it up, kind of. <laughs> Are we going to wrap things up? 
Let's do it. What are, you, what are we watching next week? So I've been going through uh, entries in my favorite franchises. So picking mm. sort of unknown ones along there. So next week we're going to do uh, my favorite James Bond movie. Oh. Uh, you Only Live Twice. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. It was... Uh, who's, the, who's playing uh, James Bond? Sean Connery. Mm. It was it wasn't his last one, but it was the last one that he did for a while. Okay. Like he stepped aside, George Lazenby stepped up, and then he came back. Okay. It's the most bondy of the bond of those like early bond. It's movies. a nice transition from scorching. Yeah, I felt so. It feels it feels natural. Are we gonna plug our junk? Let's do it real fast. Guess would you like to plug your podcast and your yeah. Twitter and yeah. stuff yeah. so Emily and I are from the Deadbeat Film Society please go and check us out it's like 50% us ranting about feminism 50% <laughs> like obscure punk and heavy metal references 50% dick jokes That's like 200%. 50% serious film analysis Kevin is an accountant <laughs> <laughs> there will be no math it has <laughs> It's Dead Beat Film Society, four words, we're on iTunes, search us. You can find us on Twitter at DB Film Society if you like, want to talk to us. If you're in the Seattle area, come be a guest or recommend a film. We would love it. Let us know why it's important. We only do important films, not like this sporty business. <laughs> I love, I love it. <laughs> and we're the exact opposite. We do only unimportant movies. Yeah. <laughs> that are unimportant as of now. Yeah. Oh, check out our new website, xratedmovies.com. Yep. You can follow us on Twitter at xratedmovies or send us an email at x.rated.movies at gmail.com. And then the best way to find out about new stuff coming out is follow us on Facebook at ratedxmovies. I think that's it, right? I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, that was a Thank blast. You for Thank us. you guys. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a good closing. We don't line. have a sign off. No. Usually we just try to find a quote from the movie. I think we just need to say Scorchy. Scorchy! Scorchy! Scorchy!